0: Hello and welcome to Games and Cues, the podcast where two guys are just hanging out and talking about games. I'm your host for today, Karun, and joining me is my friend Neil.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: Doing well, how about you? Yeah, I'm
1: pretty good. Good, good. Pretty excited to get get started, get rolling.
0: Yes, uh, we've been talking about doing this for quite a while, so Mm -hmm. recording is uh, finally happening. But just to give you a breakdown of uh, Games and Cues, this is a podcast where... We ask each other a question about games, and we just simply discuss it. Uh, you know, Neil and I talk a lot about games, so we thought, why not uh, make a podcast about it? But since this is the first episode, we thought it would be fitting to do uh, an introductory of ourselves. So, Neil, why don't uh, you give the listeners a brief overview of who you are?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm Neil. I'm a colleague of Karun's, but also a, a buddy. uh uh you know we uh hang out a lot talk about games especially at lunch at work and stuff we're both uh pretty pretty savvy gamers uh and thought it would be fun to record some of our conversations so yeah you know i'm kind of a an old school guy gamecube guy for a long time um, kind of a casual nintendo guy but i uh do love me some some games yeah
0: nice nice <laughs> And I guess about myself, I'm Karun. I am also a colleague and friend of Neil. And as he said, we just talk about games a lot. Uh, I started off actually on PC, then I moved to Nintendo. And then when I went to high school, got really into the Xbox scene. Think uh, Just purely on Halo. Halo was the only reason for that. So, So yeah. Uh, so, because of it's an introductory episode, obviously you want to know a little bit more about us and our gaming taste. So, uh, Neil's come up with a, a few questions to for us to answer,
1: haven't you? Yeah. Well, I thought it would be fun to just start with a you know like a check-in. So, what are you playing right now, or what are you playing these days?
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that's something we should start off every episode. Yeah, you know, no, I yeah. think that's a good move. Well, uh, in terms of what I've been playing recently. Is a uh, new Tales from the Borderlands. Okay, so cool. it's a uh, it's a sequel to Tales from the Borderlands. It's pretty much like a an interactive narrative game. You know, you you choose your dialogue options and all that kinds of things have different outcomes based on your choices. Um, it's not as good as the first one so far, but I am enjoying it.
1: Is it your first time playing it, or are you? Yeah, it's my first
0: it? time okay, playing. So cool. it came out and towards end of last year, so I'm not going to say anything just in case you guys you know, haven't played it. No spoilers or anything, but uh, I, I think it's a very nice game to play after work. You know, you just choose dialogue mm. options. I don't have to think so hard, and it plays out like a, an, an interactive movie. So I enjoy it for that reason alone.
1: I've never played Borderlands before, but I've heard a lot about it, and I think find it interesting that usually like these FPS kind of games, like they don't put a lot of emphasis into like a story or mm. dialogue. As part of their, you know, where they put their energy into, it. so it sounds like it's kind of cool that it you know, stands out.
0: Yeah, well, in that way. just to clarify, this is not a first-person game. Oh no, like, it's no, it's it's sharing? like no. you know the Telltale games. No, oh, it's it's like a. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, it's fine. It's um, it, it's basically like it plays out like a movie, and you just choose different dialogue. Oh, okay, so okay. Yeah. Obviously, I the see. Borderlands games themselves are first-person. Sure, but yeah.
1: Okay, that's cool. That sounds very relaxing, actually. You just sort of. It's like an interactive, yeah, movie type. O- of
0: All thing. the Telltale games are exactly like that, you huh. know. Ones for like Borderlands, as I'm playing now. Well, uh, and then there's like, you know Batman, there's Walking Dead, there's different versions of those. Okay. So, you know, there's there's one for for everyone out there. There's That's something cool. for everyone. Yeah, uh, but uh, what about you, Neil? what uh, What have you been playing up to, or what uh, have you been playing recently? Uh,
1: you know, I've been playing uh, Raymond Legends. Do you know that game? It's like a platformer, yeah, Ubisoft Mario clone type <laughs> of thing. It's very silly, but it's good fun. It's also good to unwind after work. There's like a bajillion levels and all these little cute little blue guys you have to collect. So there's, you know, it's limitless. There's no, (laughs) there's no end. So there's always, you can always go back and redo. It's been good.
0: Speaking of like, you know, collecting, are you the kind of guy who just has to
1: 100% games? It really depends. There are definitely games where I am like that like like pokemon is a good example like i always want to complete the pokédex every time i play a pokemon game even if i'm just you know doing a run through um but this one definitely not i really can't be bothered. <laughs> i really can't be bothered it's i mean i it's i feel a bit weird like it's it's a really popular game it has really great reviews people you know it has gets a lot of critical acclaim but i really think it's not that great <laughs> it's good fun but it's not that great it's like uh because what I like about these kind of side-scrolling platforming games like Mario is that you, you it's like a rhythm game almost. Mm-hmm. Like you just get in the flow of the level and you're just, you know, reacting. But you have to collect these guys. These, you know, there's 10 little blue guys per level. So they're easy to miss. So it kind of forces you to slow down. So you can't really get in that ah. rhythm and lose yourself in that kind of platformy goodness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: Are you, are you playing it on the Switch right now? Yeah
1: so let me ask you a question yep (laughs) getting uh, right getting uh, right into is there a game that you this is something i thought about i think it's interesting is there a game that you either played as a kid or didn't play as a kid that was that you've since revisited as an adult and either found a new appreciation for Mm. or you didn't like as a kid and now you 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 like a lot
0: hmm i think um first thing that comes to my mind is the original it's not a game it's but like a trilogy of games which is the original mass effect trilogy okay have you, ever, you do you know them
1: i know them but i've never never played them. yeah but well it's... it's
0: basically like a, a space not space opera but like a sci-fi thing you know uh where humans find this galactic civilization and they join and you know mm. you, you take on uh different aliens it, again it's a it's an rpg so you obviously um have to like make dialogue choices um, it's a bioware game so it's very dialogue heavy obviously there's combat as well but um as a kid mainly in high school i i love the franchise and playing it a lot but um of course the, you've got like kind of two choices you've got the paragon which is like the good guy and the renegade which is bad not the bad guy but like you're kind of chaotic in a way um and then obviously there's neutral which doesn't really give you any points depending on what you're, you're saying mm. so as a uh As a kid in high school, I was either playing a pure Renegade or a pure Paragon run. Mm -hmm. So I was always making those choices based on the run that I was making and not really paying attention to things. Like I would absorb the story and enjoy the story for what it was, but you don't really kind of sit there and and think about like immersing yourself completely because I'm trying to go for this pure good or bad run. But I think I was playing it about a year and a half ago and, you know, obviously... I think it's been since last time I was played, it was like the first time I played it in six or seven years. So obviously I've had a lot of experience, you know, just going from like a student to an adult, Mm. you know, different life experiences. So that obviously plays into how I make my choices within the game. And so this time I replayed it and uh, was deciding to, uh, rather than going a pure renegade or pure paragon, I just make the choices I would make as a human being. And that has brought me a lot of appreciation for, uh,
1: I think that's a really interesting point about these type of games where, like, when you're younger, you don't really have enough life experience to Mm. draw on to kind of meaningfully meaningfully think about what you would do in that situation. Yeah. Um, Did you ever play Fable? Any of the Fable games?
0: I played the... I I think I I played the second one for, like, 20 minutes and then never got around to, to picking it up again.
1: The original Fable is a really great RPG and also has that same kind of mechanic mm. of like but your your character physically changes depending on your choices like oh, wow. you'll grow horns or you'll get like a halo or something yeah. but um very on the nose i still i still uh you know i think that's a fun mechanic i don't see that much with games releasing i'm mm. I mean, sure they are i'm sure they are games with that mecha- kind of mechanic releasing right now but um, yeah
0: and as well it's like when you when you actually th- think about the choices that you're making a game like yes it's a game but like you want to feel something when you make a choice, like especially if it's a big choice in, in yeah. the game. Like, um, like uh, I, I don't know, are you going to end up playing the, the game, at the Mass Effect games at some point? Or? Maybe. If well, they I'll, come I'll, on Switch. I'll, 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 I'll lay out a, a specific choice that's not really like um, uh, spoilery, but sure. I mean, guys, that's the okay. game's been out for almost 10 years. Yeah. Like, this is a spoiler <laughs> like But um, basically within the game, you've got uh, a race called the Quarians and mm-hmm. they ended up, uh, developing like this ai robot called the geth which was like a hive mind the more they are the smarter they get and it basically comes to a point where um uh they were using them for for like slave labor you know the manual labor and then one day one of the the geth units said does this unit have a soul like ask the master does this unit have a soul mm-hmm. now obviously whoever created the, the race that created this had a moral panic over this so like mm-hmm. we're gonna shut all these robots down now obviously because the ai like they're sentient beings at this point so they obviously revolted and overthrew the quarians and actually kicked them off their home planet so they're kind of like these uh nomadic space sure. nomads effectively with no home to go to now i think that concept is brilliant And as a younger kid i thought it was a really good concept but i really didn't appreciate like uh hmm. the meaning behind that and then obviously as you play through the games you can side with the okay. guests you can side with the quarians and you can try to wow. sort out the differences and like you don't really think about the nuances in those kinds of choices right um and I think that that was like the really big kind of choice, um, you know, because you, you, they, they actually talk about it. Like they argue for, uh, against and for.
1: In- there's it comes- a lot of depth there that mm-hmm. I think, you know, just looking at the cover of a game or reading a title, you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect that there's really a lot of to appreciate with a story that complex. Yeah. Um, what I want to know is... Um, do the choices you make as your character meaning meaningfully affect the story? Cause I feel like a source of frustration I've mm-hmm. had with some games. Um, for example, I mean, this is, uh, you know, uh, not the same type of game, but when I played legends RCS recently, which I loved actually, it was like one of the best Pokemon games I've ever played. I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I felt totally like helpless in the dialogue. Like it doesn't matter what what you say, they ask you a question and you have two or three options. <laughs> no matter what you know. say, the same thing <laughs> happens, you know? Um, you know how how do you feel about mass effect in that sense do you feel like the choices you make as a player will meaningfully impact the story or, or are you headed to the same conclusion regardless
0: well it's funny you say that because in mass effect 1 and mass effect 2 the outcomes uh, the choices actually do have tangible outcomes like um crewmates can die depending on your rapport with them mm. um you know certain you know and if you don't have enough crewmates to save you at the end of the game you can actually die as well so like there's actually like tangible Mm -hmm. effects depending on what you do um in saying that mass effect 3 had this huge controversy because the endings were kind of just it doesn't really matter what you do you're going to get three different endings depending on your uh your score that you have at the end of the game in terms Mm -hmm. of like your galactic readiness which is like how many side quests you basically are able to do and um which like do you go the good ending the bad ending or the uh or the middle route kind of right. thing so there's controversy around that but leading up to that point your choices do actually make a uh, have actually do have a, an effect and the best part about it i think is all the choices you make through all three games carry over to each game. Oh, that's pretty. So cool. the choices you make in the first one carry over to the second one, and the second and the choices you make in the second game carry over to the third one. So that's why I th- like playing it as a trilogy. Right, it's like it's, a, it's it's a, a proper trilogy because you're actually like making an imprint on the universe that you are it's, that you play in.
1: It's interesting. It's interesting to me that you mentioned there's a controversy there. Um, you know, I wonder, because I know the Mass Effect, it's like a third-person shooter, Third person, right? Like yeah, sci-fi, yeah. Uh, third-person shooter. Like, I'm curious of how much of its audience, like, the thing that they like about it is that kind of choice and mm. consequence. Because there's a lot of, like, science fiction. You know, there's a big appetite for that kind of game. Like, Halo is a great example yeah. of a, you know, science fiction shooting game. Um, do you feel like um, most people who like My- Mass Effect like that about it or do you feel like it's just people who are fans of science fiction are drawn to a game like mass effect
0: well it's hard for me to say because i'm a huge fan of science fiction and these kind of narrative choice based games Mm. so for me it was like right up my alley but i think when the first time i played it it was at my cousin's house in singapore and he just put it on and he Mm. was like telling like the choices you make in the first game carry over to this one and that really tickled my fancy like the Mm. fact that your choices carry over to mm. the to the between games. Right. So that was one of the reasons why I got it. Um talking to my friends who were playing it in high school, um a few of them liked it for for the just the combat mechanics in terms of like a third person cover based shooter. Others bought it for um the 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 the, the narrative based stuff. Um like I talking about it, like it was never really because oh I don't like this because it's science fiction. It was like I don't like this because I'm not huge into RPGs or open world right. or this kind of stuff. So that's just my take but what what would you think at the least,
2: yeah,
1: I mean, the only game I can think of that I've played recently that has that kind of you know decision making multiple endings kind of thing is the Witcher three, which mm. I played for the first time last year, and I found it a bit overwhelming to be <laughs> honest like i didn't it's hard to know when you're like what choices are gonna be those mm. you know ending altering choices. Um, and maybe that's the point. Maybe that's better that you don't, you aren't aware, like, you know, here's your choice to make and you know, what's going yeah. to happen. But I felt like, you know, I, I once sp- you know, like in my ending, a Siri dies. And I was like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like, you know, because I, I mean, maybe that maybe that's good storytelling. I don't know yeah. that even though I'm trying to get a certain outcome or trying to protect a certain character, I'm mm-hmm. invested in a certain character. It doesn't go the way, that i hope yeah um but it can be a bit <laughs> sad especially with a game like that that you really invest a lot of time into like i'm not about to replay another 90 hours just to get the just other to ending. get the other ending and see how it's different <laughs> i so. mean you
0: could do what everyone else does and you like save at multiple points <laughs> mm. <laughs> you just reload the save and replay from that
1: true but um no i think i think it's uh especially thinking about video games as like a storytelling mm. tool or a storytelling medium. There's a lot to appreciate there. it's My, my answer to this question is totally different because it's a sports game. <laughs> oh, the, but, well, like, which game you Yeah. And like, yeah. yeah, for me, it's uh, Mario Baseball for the GameCube. That is so left Have field. you ever played that game? Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We have to play, man. It's, I think it's maybe my favorite sports video game really? ever made. I think it holds up so well. It's delightful. And it, there's a lot of skill. Mm hmm um and as a kid i liked it just because it's silly and it's mario and you know yeah but uh, as an adult even like through college as well like i would play it all the time with my buds and it's something that's like easy to learn but difficult to master oh. um i think it's an absolute riot Um, and i think it's like really a, a hidden gem for me like it's one of my favorite games you don't even have to be a baseball fan it's just <laughs> you know it's just wacky but you know
0: but So you've appreciated even more well, growing up? Or? Yeah,
1: or I, I would say, like, as a kid, I didn't think about the, the how tight it was mechanically ah, or, like, yeah. how well-made of a game it was. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, fun and bright and silly. Yeah. And now it's, like, you know, some sports games are kind of cheesy. Mm. Like, I don't know, people say, like, FIFA or something, like, you know, there's, like, a lot of, you know, cheese mechanics or something involved oh, like like that you can abuse yeah, or, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like Mario Baseball is really, like, a a good level playing field for Mm. some actual, you know, good competitive gaming. It's rewarding
0: the people who put the time in to
1: actually learn the the game. But it's not like, you know, it's nothing crazy that you have to, you know, practice or study that intensely. But I, I just think it's, uh, you know, playing it again as an adult really made me come to appreciate it (laughs) so much more.
0: And like, obviously talking about sports games, like, You you say that Mario Baseball is is a sports game, but not of the traditional fashion. Like, do you play a lot of sports games in that kind of manner, or is it Uh, purely like the kind of zany, wacky versions of them?
1: Yeah, I, for a time, I did. I used to play a lot of like NBA 2K and NHL and um, those type of FIFA type of games, Mm -hmm. but not really out of mostly just because that's what my friends were doing Mm -hmm. and, you know, going to a friend's house after school type of activity. That's like what people did. So you gotta, you know, got to do it to you know hang around but um definitely stands head and shoulders above mm-hmm. all of those and i'm 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 so surprised they haven't made a switch version or a port or anything because i think it is pretty well loved by the kind of mario community mm-hmm. um like they made the new strikers which i haven't tried yet and they made the new mario golf
0: Yeah, there's also the tennis one the tennis one i played one. it's yeah, excellent
1: yeah. it's i will say it's very good yeah but i'm surprised that it's uh you know I think it's a prime candidate for yeah uh, uh, remastering or something like that,
0: and just on sports games really quickly, uh do you count racing games as part of sports games? yeah,
1: sure, yeah, I mean, maybe they're in their own category, I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but I mean, I definitely would call racing a sport, but that's a good question is racing game <laughs> are racing games sports games maybe maybe not maybe, maybe, maybe they I kind do of hear game.
0: people say I like playing racing games, right, so I guess
1: right, yeah. and it is its own type of game. Yeah, is Mario Kart a sports. I mean,
0: game? <laughs> Mario Kart, like the amount of effort they go into some of the old Mario Kart games like Double Dash, they're pretty tight mechanically in the way that yeah, like, the Double level Dash designs and stuff. So
1: it's great. I have a question. Yeah. When when it switched to Mario Kart Wii and they had like the controller that you had to turn, mm. did you like that or did you not like that? Change? At
0: first I thought it was a cool gimmick, but then after a while, I started hating it. Yeah. So now I always every time I play there This is kind of going off topic, but like as good as the Wiimote controls were for some games, others were, right. were hung, hamstrung yeah. by it. Like, um, I think Mario Kart was one of them. Like, I think it's really cool that you can turn and everything. But if you're, you, you know, we, we play quite a bit. Like, when you want to start drifting and, and uh, kind of doing all this like, tight corner turns and everything, like, it, it's not very um, responsive or it's not as accurate yeah. as, a, as a remote or as a controller, like, yeah. in my opinion, at least. So I prefer, prefer that compared to uh the the wii the wii controllers um, yeah
1: i wasn't a fan either yeah it wasn't a fan i though i felt it was you know for more selfish reasons than <laughs> that it was because i had it i had the gamecube and then one of my friends had the wii like i never got a wii i had went from gamecube all the way to switch yeah um and so i didn't get to practice and whenever i used to be like the king of double dash and mm-hmm. then when we switched to mario kart wii i just got <laughs> spanked every time um but i don't know i think i think it's an interesting moment to look back on maybe in 10 or 20 years yeah when like vr games become more mainstream Mm -hmm. or like you know the the idea of like using your body in the video game as like a first step in that direction or something like actually making the turning motion with your hands to turn a wheel for the for you know the first time or i mean the other thing is just like for the first time
0: i mean that opposite like if do you really like if i want to sit down and relax i don't want to really use my body as (laughs) a controller i just want to sit on my couch and Uh, not think about anything right
1: there's uh you ever connect yeah Yeah, i actually have connect (laughs) back home in australia so so my friend had this had connect and in the connect sports there's like a track and field one Mm. and basically you have to like basically run in place yeah um and you have to make it to like you, know, you have a certain amount of time to get to the next checkpoint and then yeah. they will the timer will reset to make to the next checkpoint. And we realized very quickly that you could totally abuse it by just doing high knees in place. And it, mm. it thinks that you know, when your knee comes up, it thinks that you're doing like a long stride. So if you just like... <laughs> do high yeah. <laughs> super fast and place you just like yeah. zoom super fast yeah and, uh, we had a lot of yeah. good times uh, a
0: lot of that technology was yeah. was very abusable at the time. like do you remember the iToy for the playstation no they were like well it was kind of like the the first early version of, of the connect for the playstation 2 and there were like many games based around that then obviously we had connect and connect sports yeah. and then obviously the wii playstation move as well like all these kinds of right. motion control kind of things and it's just you look back on it and you're like, man, a lot of this stuff just has not aged well, has it?
1: Yeah, it's it's tough to like... You never know if it's going to be seen as... Like if it's going to stick, if it's yeah. going to be seen as an innovative or just like what the what the heck was that? What uh, the H-E double hockey yeah. sticks was I mean, that?
0: I mean, even just looking at games like Star Wars Connect, like the idea of using the connector to, you know, actually be a Jedi and stuff was great. But I think the technology was not wasn't bad. there. I mean, the only... Let's be real. Like, when it comes to Star Wars Connect, the only thing people remember from it is the the galactic dance of (laughs) stuff
1: i had this star wars dvd game Mm. when i was very young that came with like a lightsaber and you put it in the dvd player and then like the lightsaber you would hold it up and there would be like a a column Mm. on the screen and it's like a kind of a proto kind of thing this is a long time ago um and it didn't work (laughs) 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 it did not respond well but i think the weirdest one was uh mario party 7 had the microphone Do you remember that? Did you ever play that? I think I I never
0: played it, but I remember seeing it around. You like
1: plug it into one of the memory card slots, I think, or yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, some of the mini games is like blow into the mic and it's just a disaster. You have all these like little kids just like spitting all over the mic and then (laughs) passing it to their friends.
0: Yeah. I remember like the 3DS has a lot of games as well where you was taking advantage of the gyro controls of the Mm. 3D or the, um, the mic but I never used any of them because mm. one I think the 3D was a cool concept but man it hurt my eyes yeah. like it really hurt my eyes.
1: I I actually been playing 3DS pretty recently yeah. cuz you and I my my partner and I have been playing uh we like to play old Pokemon games together every once in a while. Yeah. Um we're doing Sun and Moon right now. Which has been good fun. <laughs> but that game is so slow. Oh my god, it's really painfully slow. Yeah. Um but I I've had a 3DS, I think, since... I got it for when X and Y came out, so that was, like, 2013. And I probably played it with the 3D on for a total of 15 minutes or something in, like, 10 years. Yeah. Because it's just... It's painful. It's painful, yeah.
0: But uh, you have have another question, good sir?
1: Sure. This is the surprise question. Oh, great. Yep. Um, You know, we both consider ourselves pretty savvy gamers, pretty open-minded people who are willing to try oh yeah whatever but was there ever and i'll answer first to give you some time to think because yeah. it's a surprise question but was there ever like a craze or a fad or a game that you just couldn't get into that you just you couldn't like you couldn't bring yourself to enjoy even though it was the it thing for a time oh yeah I think for it, me it yeah. was like the rock band guitar hero games. oh <laughs> like that was huge that was huge 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 and i just like i i don't know i just uh i just thought it was so dumb <laughs> like i just couldn't <laughs> get into it at all i was just like man this is like i mean i think rhythm games are fun in yeah. general but um i just really couldn't get into it
0: are you throwing guitar hero into this as well yeah okay
1: like guitar hero rock band all these all these games yeah, yeah. that was just the fad that i couldn't or you know couldn't get a uh, couldn't get behind <laughs> man.
0: oh that's this is a good question um i mean just or on the i was heavily into like guitar hero, guitar hero. Yeah. i didn't i was i only played a rock band for a little bit mm. um and i didn't own it but i owned the guitar hero stuff and oh, that's a, that's actually how i got into a lot of like old that's cool rock though, yeah. bands so like that's, yeah, that's cool. one positive from it but I, I it also i swear i got arthritis <laughs> my doing, playing that like so much but um yeah no to to answer your question what games were, were craze um Oh, actually, people are going to hate me for this. I never got into Skyrim or Grand oh, Theft Auto really? V. No way. No, I never, I never bought them. I play. I think I played GTA V once.
1: Did you ever play Skyrim? No. Man, come on. <laughs> I...
0: So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I th- the, one of the reasons why I didn't get into Skyrim is like I'm not a huge fan of that kind of medieval, middle-ages kind of sure. aesthetic. Like, um, I'm a huge Zelda fan, so that it's... Mm. But I feel like Zelda just has enough of a difference for sure. me to kind of get out of it. Um, so yeah, like I've never been a huge fan of Lord of the Rings or anything like that. Mm. I think that middle-age kind of thing just doesn't fit me. Like I just mm-hmm. don't like it. So I think that's a huge reason why I never really went to Skyrim in the first place.
1: I will say, because I played Skyrim when it came out on my uh, on a computer. Yeah. Um, but it was like a, a loner laptop with like two gigs of ram uh, it, yeah. was like a, so it, it was like uh it <laughs> was not the the best way to experience it and then i got it on switch when it, when they got the switch part and i will say even you know what a 12 years since it was released it's still one of the most immersive mm-hmm. video games i've ever played it really sucks you in and if you like that then you have to try it because it's it's a great experience especially mm-hmm. like if i could experience it for the first time again it's sort of like there's a lot of maybe I'll ask. That's another good question. Like, what are some games you wish you could experience for the first mm. time again? For me, I would say Skyrim for yeah. sure. I maybe put Breath of the Wild as another one that I wish I yeah. could like go into totally fresh oh. again.
0: N- nice pitch on Skyrim, but I still probably <laughs> <play>. <laughs> <laughs> well, next
1: time you come over, you can start it and then oh, try. Uh, get its hooks in you. Oh,
0: games that I wish I um that I wish I could play again. Um, I mean, I-, I I could say easily Mass Effect Two mm. was or even Mass Effect Three, even though the ending was controversial, like I was hyped. Mm. I've never been more hyped for, like especially Mass Effect Three. I was super hyped. Like it was, it, it was fantastic. Um, and like experience it from start to finish. Yeah, uh, it was pure bliss. In terms of other games that I really, really enjoyed first time playing. Oh, um, ba- the Batman Arkham Knight. Okay. Well, just the Batman Arkham games. Mm. I think because I'm a huge Batman fan as well. I I think actually no, I w- I would focus more on Batman. Mm arkham knight because it was the first time you could drive the batmobile it looked beautiful uh the voice acting was on point like you, you the suits looked amazing like it was it was just a love letter to to batman fans like uh i i think that's probably one of the other games i'd experience mm. playing again also the music is just top-notch like it feels like uh you know batman the animated series sure, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like that but in a that's game cool. like it's, that's it's really so good cool. like you know you got kevin Conroy. Mark Hamill, like the the classic oh, really? voice cast, like the, are doing the, voice, the I do voices. do voice, like, oh, it, it's I that. it's quintessential Damn, Batman. That's cool. Playing it for the first time was uh like I came a bit late, so like it came out in twenty fifteen, but I didn't actually play it until like 2017, 2018 mm. Um, don't ask me why. I just never got around to it, and um, yeah, I just blew my socks off.
1: Are are you someone who replays games? Yes. And how often do you? Or so? How often? How long do you typically wait? before like how how long is long enough mm. to do a to do a replay of a game
0: well as as a high school student it would be like i'm gonna replay it straight away mm. but um now i'd probably wait like, mm, a minimum half a year just to let everything yeah. sink in um and also as well because people discovering new things about games all the time like that right. specific game like usually the six month mark is when they most all that kind of stuff. Because also, that, as I asked you, like, are you a completionist? I'm a huge completionist. Right. So I want to get all the achievements right. for the Xbox games. I want to get all the hidden secrets and everything all like the that. Trophies so like, or the trophies. Yeah. Or like so, usually the way I do it is um, the first playthrough is always blind. Like, I don't right. bother. Like, if I find hidden secrets and stuff, cool, whatever. And I And I do explore and everything, but I just play it for the first time. And then it's, like, the second time, maybe, like, six months to a year later, if I get around to it. It's like all right. I'm gonna
1: pull up all the YouTube walkthroughs. Right. I'm gonna
0: how do I get all these kinds right. of things? Because if I, I basically I want to try 100 percent a game within two to three tries.
1: Right. Like, no. No stone unturned. Yeah.
0: Like, that's uh, kind of my my way of looking at it. But so usually most games I play two or three times and then I'm done with them. But there are other games like as I said Mass Effect or Halo. I will. I've played like 15, 20 times and I right. don't see that stopping
1: ever. I feel like it really depends on the game too. Mm. Like. I feel the the biggest sign that I retried it again too early is if I like lose interest again, or yeah, it out, yeah. or if I remember too much. I will say, and I don't mean to keep bringing up Pokemon because although I am a huge Pokemon fan, is that yeah. for me that's a game that's so replayable because you just have a different team. Yeah. And like, yes, there are especially in the older games, you know, it's it's harder to have a diverse lineup early. Mm. But I what I will say, even though there are a lot of criticisms criticisms about some of the newer games, is that. What's great about them is that they give you so many options so early, so you can really like have a different roster every time very easily. Yeah. Um, for, I do a lot of replays of old Pokemon games and kind of use the guys that never get used, you know, <laughs> that are sort of discarded early. the like the Zigzagoon's of each region or like the the, the, the regional Beautif, you know, yeah. and, and I, I find that to be that to be something about them that makes them makes the time needed between each replay not need to be very long
0: man you're a risky guy you're not using it for hm slaves you're actually <laughs> using them, man like that that's that's
1: yeah, it's, it's definitely like and i feel like it's a fun way to experience it that's like some people who want to experience a different kind of pokemon they do like a nuzlocke or yeah. something to make it more challenging i think this is a way to make it more challenging without you know hamstringing yourself her, yeah or yeah. really like you know stressing yourself yeah. out it's just using these you know weak guys you know guys who are seen as, as weak and 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 getting feeling a lot of satisfaction of you know meeting the game with a team of you know has-beens has-beens <laughs> yeah
0: i guess as well you know talking about replayability really especially in pokemon games like the rng plays a huge role in it as well like i don't know how many times you'd be like i'm gonna try to find this one pokemon right it never rocks up right and then like you the next time you play the game it rocks up the first try and you're like <laughs> i have to catch it yeah. now like or the you know the critical hits and everything like plays a huge role mm-hmm. so i think I think the older Pokemon games, like in my personal opinion, are more replayable than the newer ones, but maybe that's just nostalgia. But um I'm really, yeah.
1: you know, one game that I really wish I could play for the first time again is Breath of the Wild because mm. I've played it maybe three times and I'm pretty like, not 100%, like I didn't get all the Korok seeds or anything, but I did do every shrine and like every corner of the map and everything like that each time. And even though... You know, even though it's been more than a year since the last time I played, like that map is pretty burned into my subconscious. <laughs> like there's no way I'm gonna forget fully. Yeah. Right. Um, so that makes it less exciting to jump back in. Mm. So I I'm curious about the sequel, which is coming out in just a few months. It's May, right? Yeah. May, yeah. Yeah. Um, whether like how are they gonna make it feel fresh and feel like you're playing it for the first time when I don't know how the ma- I mean, I know there's floating islands and stuff, but how is like the base map of Hyrule gonna be that different? I'm really curious of how they're gonna. Yeah, because
0: looking at the trailer and stuff, it looks like they're using the same yeah. map but adding islands to right. the sky, so
1: they're try- avataring
0: it or something. I, there was still I a, sh- a shot
1: of like Hateno Village. The windmill yeah. village was in the trailer, um, so yeah. I'm I wonder if it's gonna feel like a like super fresh, like it did the first time you played mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, or if it's gonna, you know be a little too familiar i I don't know
0: well i guess that kind of i think that's the like by doing a direct sequel you run into this continuity problem like we can't drastically change the world otherwise it doesn't make any like narrative sense to do that so they have to either create new areas and make the map bigger or as i said like put something in the sky like because remember all the other older zelda games like yes you got hyrule but because they're in different time periods within the timeline you can drastically change the map and it's not that big of a deal But I think because this one's a very, direct, it's a direct sequel. Like, it, you're right. It's um, I think that's one of the biggest challenges they're gonna face, and it might be one of the biggest criticisms the game has if it does, mm. if that is right. one. Like, it might yes, be like it's is. literally just a reskin. Right. I don't like they've put so much time into developing it. Right. I don't think that's gonna be the case. But it is something that could come up. Yeah.
1: Um, you mentioned before that you're a really big Zelda fan. Yeah. Like, the, as far as kind of the fantasy genre goes, yeah, it's the one that you go. like yeah. the most. I won't say what's your favorite Zelda game because that's gonna be hard to answer. But is there a Zelda game that you've played the most, whether it's just the one you had as a kid or something like that, that you've put the most time into? Oh, I
0: can tell you easily what my favorite one is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Um Wind Waker. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh, love yeah. The, it. Was the first one I actually got as well. So oh, nice. Yeah. I I think it's got the best art style. Mm. I think it has the best soundtrack. The I the dungeons are quite weak. I'll I'll be honest. Like most, like I think Um Majora's Mask and you know Ocarina of Time have better dungeons. Mm. But I feel like the overall atmosphere of the game is just better. Um, um, the the HD remake they made for Wii U was a godsend because mm-hmm. I did not want to have to fish for eight tri, uh, Triforce pieces in the ocean. Like, man, that took a while. at This time they're like, okay, no, we're gonna really streamline the game. So like, the yeah. most tedious part of the game they got rid of in the in the remake, and it was it was a godsend. So everything else, um, is perfect to that's me. So for me, that's the my favorite Zelda game. Right. But you know. Two, number two always changes. So, right. yeah. Fair enough.
1: But It's good when they streamline things like that yeah. in uh, remakes. Like, I haven't played the new Skyward Sword, but I heard that they did a lot of you know, trimming of fat yeah, they for got like, of dialogue and they inventory go... control and stuff
0: like yeah, that. Yeah, got rid of the motion controls or at least uh, fixed the motion right. controls because that was one of the big problems of the game.
1: Have you played the remake of Link to the Past? Or Link's I Awakening? have it. Link... Sorry, Link's Awakening. Link's
0: Awakening. I have it. I played it for 20 minutes and then I don't know what happened. I haven't picked it up yet, but I actually do like um one of my goals this year is to actually like play a lot more right. games because I've just been not I've half the time I've just been sitting on my computer playing or watching YouTube. Right. I'd rather be playing games than yeah, just doing yeah. that. So one of them is uh so for for reference listeners, I have multiple consoles at home. So I'm basically doing a rotation so I play one game on one console. Okay, that's cool. And then I take it off and then I go to the next console and it kind of like circles around. Sure. So Like, the last game I played was Bayonetta 3. Now I'm playing New Tales from the Borderlands. Mm -hmm. Next, I don't know what's yet. Um, But Mm. I will probably find a game that I will play. But uh, Link's Awakening's remake is is on there. And the reason I actually bought it was for the the dungeon maker. Mm. Like, making your own dungeons. I think that's super cool. Um, The only thing is, I think the hype around that's gone by Mm. (laughs) because the game came out years ago. So I don't know if people are still making dungeons and stuff. But I think it's super cool. Like... um,
1: Yeah, I'd I'd really like to try it too I haven't got it but it's been on I've had my eye on it for a (laughs) while you know I always go to this store called Book Off that they have here that they always have good sales and you know offer used games and stuff and it's been on my list for a while so I really like that kind of cutesy aesthetic I think (laughs) it's really fun and it just seems very wacky you know it's like it's in a dream you know and there's like dream dream buzz and you're you're not really playing as Link you're some other guy and Mm. um, yeah I think it's Definitely very out of the box.
0: You 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 asked me about my favorite Zelda game. I guess what's your favorite Pokemon game then?
1: Oh yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's very difficult. Um
0: oh like you can give me a top three, top five. You know, I understand there's plenty of Pokemon games out there.
1: Definitely, but the first one that jumps into my brain is probably Crystal. Mmm. Like the you know, the kind of remastered version of Gold and Silver. I think that was the first Pokemon like, game I played, where I was like actually old enough to know what I was doing <laughs> or think about what decisions I was making. Yeah, you know, but just like, oh, pretty thing! Also, I want that. Even now, I think it holds up really well. Like, oh, I, I, oh Crystal. Side. Yeah, yeah, I think that like the the sprites are really nicely done, mm. and they they wiggle. You know, they're uh, <laughs> they have a little <laughs> animation to them. Having two regions is really fun. Revisiting Kanto after you beat the Leaf Four mm. is really cool. Um, in terms of the design. Um, and I really like a lot of the Johto Pokemon, mm. which is weird because I heard that most of the Johto Pokemon were like cut from the original 150 or 151. Like they these were ones that didn't make the original list, and then mm. they didn't even know if they were going to make a sequel, and then they did, and they said, "Oh, let's just rehash some of those old designs that yeah. didn't make it." But I think they're some of the best. Um, yeah, so.
0: Uh, you know, would would you got any one particular ones?
1: Um I really like Cernit and Furret. It's like the Radita <laughs> and Radicate yeah. of Johto. I think they're delightful. Um Spinarak and Ariados are also really fun, underrated yeah. bug Pokemon, I think. Um ursa is great. There's a, there's a there's quite a lot. Those are the ones that are just jumping into my head. Yeah. But uh yeah, I would say Crystal. But also Legends Arceus really needs, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit for trying something new finally. And I really think it's great. I think it was, I played Scarlet as well. And I, I would put Arceus over uh, Scarlet and Violet 10 times out of 10. Yeah,
0: I know Scarlet and Violet have many um, well-known, docu- well-documented <laughs> issues. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I will say, even <laughs> though it has, they, ha- they have their problems, mm-hmm. they're still very fun. Yeah. It's just you you expect better. You know, you, you know, like you not expect better, but you you expect more care to be put into something like an IP like that, like Pokemon.
0: As much as I would love to go into this, I feel like this whole Pokemon discussion warrants its own episode. I I, I feel
1: that's fair enough.
0: Yeah, so I think that was a very interesting discussion about uh, just video games in general, asking questions a good back and forth. I don't know what you think. No, I agree. That That was good fun. Yeah, so I I think what we'll do is um, at the end of each episode, we'll just ask any game recommendations that you have
1: oh um blazing beaks have we played that together before i'm not sure if we you've have. told me about this but it's, i don't know I, it goes on sale yeah. all the time for a hundred yen for a, a dollar yeah on the e-shop and it's like a roguelite co-op you're a different birds with guns <laughs> it's delightful it only takes about 20 minutes to beat the game mm. but it took you and i about thirty hours to Jeez. finally beat it because you die a lot. But it never feels unfair oh. and it's just a blast and what a what a deal.
0: Damn. Oh, I I gotta I gotta look into it then. Mm. Not not my one's a not an indie game or, it's a well known game, but Bane at a three, I've just finished it. Mm. It's a really, really good game. Like I think the the combat mechanics are really tight. Um the music is really good. Um there's a lot of secrets, so there's a lot of replayability. The story could be better. There's a few plot holes, but you know. Like you, you let them slide. Uh, overall, I think it's very fun. Like I think there's, it only took me about a total of nine or ten hours to to, to play. So it's you know, short and sweet. And you get you get a lot of bang for your buck. There's so much replayability. So I would uh, recommend Bayonetta three. Nice. All right. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed the first episode of Gaming L Gaming Cues. And uh we look forward to creating another episode yeah, soon yeah. and uh getting your feedback. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks Neil and uh No, thank you. Thank thanks you. for having me here. me over. Uh we'll we'll catch you guys on, on the next level. Yeah.
2: See ya.